Talks podcast, a space where I give you strategies and tips for entrepreneurship, relationships, and personal development. Happy Wednesday, happy hump day. I hope you're having an amazing week so far. This is week three of our unlearning series. Our last two weeks were about the crumble and about unlearning. So if you haven't watched those episodes or listened to them, please go back and do that so that what we're talking about today can make sense for you. So this week, I wanted to talk to you about the next phase of the series, which is the rebuild. The rebuild is where you take all the information from the crumble, what you deciphered and decided to keep from the unlearning, and you bring it together to build what you want, right? You're healing. So whatever pieces that you want to take into this new healed version of yourself, the parts of you that you want to keep and what you want to rebuild, this is where you do that internal work, that external work, that paper-based journaling work, however it best suits you. And like I said, um, I believe it was last week, one of the positives about ground zero is the freedom to be able to rebuild what, however you want. When things have fallen apart, you're not doing any maintenance. You're not spackling things together. You have a blank slate and on that blank slate, you have the ability to decide the directions you want to go, what you want to take with you, what you want to add to the slate and what you really just want to leave behind in the past, wherever it was before. Right. And that's what makes the rebuild such a cool um, aspect of the healing journey because you possess a lot of power, right? And this is where you take a really deep dive into self reemergence. You are coming out on the other side of whatever situation you went through as this version of yourself that you love, you respect, you admire, and that you want to show to the world and have them out here seeing and appreciating something that you've worked hard to build. This is not accidental. This is not happenstance. This is very, very intentional. And in that intentionality, people will notice, like people will notice the fact that you move different, you walk different, you talk different, your outlook on life is different. And that's because you've done the work. So that's really what the rebuild is about. So some of the questions that you will be asking yourself during this rebuild stage are, who do I want to give access to? And this is an important one because prior to your healing journey, whatever place you were in, there were probably some people who had access to you in ways that now going through the crumble, seeing the mess they made of it and seeing that those parts of you are not necessary, you might decide that, nah, there ain't no space in this life for you anymore. And you have the right to do that, right? When you're healing, you are going to have to make some tough decisions, but those tough decisions will be worthy of the version of you that is going to come out on the other end of it. And that one right there, like saying, I don't want you to have access to me anymore is one of the hardest. And you know, access is relative, right? Like maybe there was somebody who you let know the ins and outs of every single thing you did, but now you're at a place where no, when you ask me how I'm doing, I'm going to say good. I'm going to keep it above water because I'm not going deep with you. I can't right now. I can't potentially yet. There might be a stage where I can, but in this moment, as I'm speaking and as I'm healing and realizing what's best for me, that is not something that I can allow. So that's what you need to ask yourself. Who are the people who have had access to you in the past? And do you want to keep that access 
or do you want to be like access denied? No space, no space. <laughs> Another question is what boundaries do I want to uphold? When I went through my healing process, and I think when all of us go through a situation where that requires of us a lot of healing, we realized that there were some boundaries that we didn't possess. There were some that we said we possessed and we put like a beware of dog sign, but when someone crossed over it, it was like a chihuahua just like arr, 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 barking. <laughs> there wasn't really any energy. There was no pit bull energy on our boundaries, right? And we need to see that. You need to know like, what are my boundaries? Why is it important for me to uphold these boundaries? And not only why is it important, what do I sacrifice when I decide to make my boundaries a suggestion instead of enforcing? And I think that part right there, like we always talk about why something is important, but I think that when we say, what would I be losing out on if I didn't uphold this can further solidify the importance of upholding whatever it is that we're talking about. Right? So what boundaries do you want to uphold? What do you want to take more seriously? What boundaries do you want to add to this rebuild so that this version of you just won't be taken lightly by anyone? You won't end up in a situation where you're resenting someone for doing something that you never told them you didn't want them to do. And now you're angry at them for doing something that they didn't even know they were supposed to be doing. Another question is what am, what do I feel emotionally ready for? And this is a big one. Sometimes when we're healing, like for me, from a breakup, you want to just jump back into things. like just hit the ground running, jump back in. But are you emotionally ready for that? Do you have the bandwidth for that yet? And how will you know when you do? I know for me, I thought that I was healed. I thought that I was ready to jump back into things and date and that, yeah, since I would never go back to this guy, I'm clearly healed enough to move into getting to know new people. And in the midst of getting to know those new people, I realized that, hey, maybe some things that I thought I was over, I'm not over. Yes, I would, I'm over this person, but some of the residue of the heal of the pain that they caused me, I see how I'm tracking that pain that residue, making people all sticky in new situations based on something that they never did. Right. So know your emotional bandwidth and give yourself the grace to grow. You might think you want to go on a date with somebody. And then when they set the day, you get riddled with overwhelming anxiety. Maybe you're not ready to go yet. And that's okay. What do you want to do? What makes you feel comfortable right now? Do that. And as you continue to heal and get through this journey and you continue to strengthen your foundation and build on it, your emotional capacity will increase, but you don't have to hit the ground running. It's okay to sit on the ground for a moment, strategize, gain some strength in your legs, just enough to stand up, then eventually start walking, do a slight jog, get tired, start walking again, and eventually start running, right? Give yourself the grace to go through this. Another question is how do I let me repeat that. How do I want to present myself and what foundations do I need for that? This is the reemergence of you. So you get that power to decide what you want to look like. How do you want to represent and what is that rooted in? Um, I can talk about the fact that at the end of my breakup, my foundation was rooted in ego. And I believe I've shared this before. It was rooted in a giant middle finger to my ex. I wanted him to see me be great and realize that he made the biggest mistake in his life. And 
there was a season where I needed that, but long-term I realized that that type of foundation is not rooted in something worthy and it's rooted in poison. So I'm never going to be able to do stuff out of the joy. There's always going to be this angry poisonous energy that manifests in all of the fruit that I would achieve if that's what I based my foundation and my root system on. So figure out how you want to be represented and what makes that worthy to you. What makes this version of you a version of you that will justify the work you have to put in to rebuild yourself, the work you have to put into healing, to seek help, to, to gaining confidence, to even regaining confidence and getting to this place where you emerge as this healed, healthier, more whole version of yourself. And the, the final question is who do I need to have compassion for? So last week in the unlearning, I spoke about the importance of forgiveness, but there's another level of forgiveness that I'm currently (laughs) still kind of working through myself and it's compassion, right? Learning to have empathy for someone for the ways that they hurt you. And when you're rebuilding, having compassion will make your load a lot lighter. Like just like forgiveness is a selfish act. Compassion is a selfish act, but also a selfless act because You don't want to walk through life on eggshells of interacting with someone and then being re-triggered right back to the crumble phase unnecessarily. And a way to do this is to find some good amidst a bad situation or a bad person and just really look and say, I understand that what you did was bad. It was wrong. It was hurtful. Yes. But what mentality, what lifestyle, what have you learned? What made you this way that justified you doing this to another human being if it's something like that or what situations could have been at play outside of what had to do with me that facilitated the situation that eventually started me on this healing journey right because sometimes we need to heal from institutions it's not always people right sometimes we need to heal from ourselves from doing things that we regret or we wish we hadn't done right so compassion really brings about this level of humanizing somebody and being able to brush them off. And we need to be able to brush people off so that they're not in the way while we're building ourselves. I don't need anybody from my past who caused me pain to be somewhere in my thought process, reigniting anger or making me feel inferior, making me feel shame because I haven't let them go and found compassion for them. Not as someone I experienced, but just as a human being who makes flawed mistakes just like I do. Even if what they did is something that I would never do. There are lots of things I've probably done that many other people would never do, right? And that's where the compassion and the empathy comes in, right? This part, this rebuild is where you take the information and insight that you've gathered throughout the other parts of the journey and you proactively practically apply it to yourself. This is where you set your foundation, as I said. And for me, I said at one point, my foundation was rooted in in a giant F you <laughs> to my ex and a giant middle finger. But then I realized that my foundation needs to be rooted in something outside of me that never changes. So my foundation is really rooted in who God says I am, who God says I am based on the Bible, based on scripture, what my purpose is, because People are fickle. Even when I say people read that as I am fickle, (laughs) but I know what God says about me. And that holds me to a certain standard that allows me 
to know that this never changes, his word never changes. And that type of foundation to be standing on is one that will never fail me. And off of that, I can build whatever I want because I know that the structure is so sound and so secure. And as you heal and rebuild, you might encounter pieces of you that are hard to let go of. I'm not going to say that because we decided to trash and keep a bunch of stuff in the past. There might be some stuff that a part of you still wants to hold on to. And that's absolutely okay, right? And this is where grace comes back into the picture. As you're growing, as you're rebuilding, there is sentimental attachment to some parts of your past. As I said in the first episode, those parts of your past that are being held on to might just be because they've been a part of you for so long. They might've been a leech, but they were a part of you. They were your leech hanging on to you for so long that it makes it hard to even think of life without them. Even if life without them would be better. Right. And that's just a part of it. Being at a point where you realize that what you want to get to is so good and so worthy doesn't mean that you're not going to have a struggle letting go of what you need to get to. I mean, what you need to let go of to get to that place. But what it means is that even though you're trying to hold on tight, you're going to eventually loosen those grips and get to the other side of it. Um, like for me, I was realizing that when I was going through my healing journey, I had to really track down the patterns that were persisting in my life and how to let go of them. Kind of like we were talking about in the unbuilding part. And there was something that I had to come face to face with. And what I had to come face to face with was the fact that some of my bad habits were rooted in experiences that I had when I was too young to process them. And it got to a point where I realized that my attachment and security issues started when I was six years old. I will tell this story another day, but that's really where they started. And when I thought about that situation that I had spoken about in passing in just so many times and how seemingly minuscule it was, but then realizing that I could, that was literally the root of a lot of how I was acting in relationships and in particular dealing with men, it was crazy. And when I got to that place of realizing that this is something I need to let go of, it turned into a situation where that epiphany caused me to cry for a week straight. It was, it was ridiculous. I'm like, okay, this is so stupid. <laughs> like, that's what I felt like in my head, right? I'm like, why am I crying so much unprovoked? I would literally be watching a TV show that had something like minimally sad and I would just start crying. And I realized that all of those tears were because of the rebuild that was taking place. So I had like, I had built a foundation in my spirit of who I was based on who God says I am. And then I now had to go into my mind and be like, okay, who I say I, who God says I am and who I say I am, I need to align these two and I need to get some stuff out of my way. And that was where during the rebuild, I was able to have that epiphany of the root of everything that happened in my life starting when I was six years old. But then since it's mind, body, and spirit, and that's the ultimate synergy, it was like my mind had come to terms with like this being the root of my problem and had worked on replacing it. But that energy, that feeling those mentalities were still somewhat in my body. And for me, how that was released was through just serious, serious amounts of tears. It was like I was crying out and mourning who I used to be and letting go of that version of myself. And crying is sad, right? <laughs> like mourning is sad, but it's almost like a joyous mourning. Like the fact that I could let go of this part of myself 
and still also look at how it may have served me at some point or the fact that it's just been around so long, but still also be crying and letting it go. Right. I was very grateful for this epiphany, although it came with a lot of sadness. I realized that that, that, those tears that I shed was the final piece of me entering into this healed version of myself that doesn't need validation, that doesn't feel the need to have to like push myself on people or prove my value and worth because that's what I've been doing since I was like six years old. So yeah, I cried and I cried and I cried. And I think it's just important to talk about in the rebuild that you are allowed to work for better and still mourn over the things that you are letting go while being fully aware of the fact that letting them go is the best thing for you. This is a very emotional part. It's emotional from the heavy work you're doing to build something new, right? You are breaking old habits and rebuilding new ones. And those old habits will have a way of trying to sneak back up on you and re-justify themselves. So you have to constantly be rooting yourself in a foundation of better. And every time those thoughts come up, you have to like actively be shooting them out of the way, getting them out of your way. But it's also powerful. And with that power, I guess, comes the intimidation of this level of responsibility being on you. Because for many of us, we have just lived our lives and gone with the flow. We've never really stopped to ask ourselves, these things that I have been doing for so long, do I care for them? Are they important to me? Did I have a hand in them? And if the answer is no, what do I have to do with that information now? What do I have to do with this knowledge and the power that this knowledge now provides me, right? So yeah, the rebuild, it's a lot, it's heavy, it's dense. It's a lot of internal work. It's a lot of undoing, but at the end, you're going to come out on the other side of it, being a greater version of yourself, who you deserve to be. So next week, we're going to talk about one of the parts of the healing journey that many people don't discuss. It's the regression. And this is the part that almost took me out, <laughs> but we're still here. So clearly it was okay. So thank you all so, so, so much for listening. Have an amazing week. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, leave a comment, leave a review, and I'll talk to you next Wednesday. Bye. Thank you.